know a reminder is a good thing to get sometimes? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And in all types of ways, it's great to be, be reminded. And, you know, that's kind of, I'm going to tell you a little bit as we unpack this, how this, this whole message was birthed that the Lord had. And, and, and it's called, just like Tanya said, just in case you forgot. You know, it's a great way to, to ignite our faith when we're thinking about and reflecting on the things that God has done. You know, sometimes when we're in the midst of the storm, we go, man, am I ever going to get out? But if you take a few minutes and look what God has done, you know that he's still working. Amen. And, you know, it doesn't always come in a time. I say this often. It doesn't come in the time frame that we always want or the, or the package that we want. But I want to tell you, as a child of God, we can have confidence that God is working on our behalf. Right. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. So this week, I want to go ahead and click this on here. Our our our. Text for today is out of Psalm 107, 8 and 9. I'm going to read that to you here. It's on your handout. It says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For it satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. See, God's a good God. God's a, a giver of good gifts. And so this week for homework, right? I always try to encourage you guys to do a little, little something to keep, uh, keep your hearts pumping in the Lord. And so take a look at Psalm 107. And, you know, I, you know, early on, I didn't understand what Psalms was. It's actually a song, a song. They were writing songs and, and recording them. And, you know, that's a great way to remember things because I can sing faster than I can read. So I have to memorize a lot of the songs because when I look up there, it looks like a newspaper. I'm like, I have no idea where we're at. It's time to help us home, you know. But God is so good. He'll take that and, and work that in our life. But I want to tell you about the song that they wrote. And this was when God's people were, were returning from their exile in Babylon, all right? And it speaks of really, as you read through the song, we won't have time to go into all of that. But I really picked out the meat that was going to apply to what we're talking about today. But it really speaks of four different types of people in distress. Any of us ever go through some distress times? Amen. People got hands up, feet up, everything else, right? Yeah. But you know what? I pray today that you're going to be encouraged. This is one of those brick pulling off your back sermons, man. You guys ought to be coming out of here like, yeah, that's right. I don't want Jesus. You know what I mean? So look out, devil. We're going to stomp on your head today. Amen. So look at that. So it speaks of four different types of people in distress and, and how God rescues them. See, we have a God that rescues, restores. I love that. I just love that. So we look at this. One of the things, as you guys do your homework, you'll see that he talks about wanderers, prisoners, those that are in distress and overwhelmed, and then the storm-tossed. Sometimes I feel a little storm-tossed. I think that's good terminology for being here in Bacosa because you see some guys on them boats, and man, I'm thinking, I ain't going out there. I'm not going out there. And you know, they're weathering the storm and stuff, but you know what? If we got Jesus in the boat, we're going to make it home, right? And I don't care if it's a, it, the boat may be uh, a problem in your family. A boat may be a problem at your job, whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you, if God's on board, we're going to make it to the other side. And he doesn't change. So what I want to look at this here is I break out some of the stuff that shows that no matter how extreme the calamity, God is still willing and able to rescue us. Amen. Come on. I got to get a little can thing. Go amen. I mean, this is some good stuff, guys. I want to hear, I want to hear this. So I took and broke out four of these little parts on, on the wanderers and the prisoners and stuff. And I said, well, how does that apply to us today? Because I really like taking God's message and applying it to what we're going to use today. Right. It doesn't have an expiration date. It didn't run out of power. We need to be applying those truths in our life every day. OK, speaking those words. And I got some sideline stories, man. It's going to blow your mind. This is cool. I tell you, I, I, God just starts. I said, Lord, what are we going to work on this week? And I start on Sunday and I go, Lord, it's Monday. What are we going to do this week? And I was like, it's Tuesday. What are we going to do this week? And by Wednesday, I'm just like, I have no idea, Lord. Just tell me I got to have something, you know. But see, the reason I do this, not that we don't prepare. It's because we do prepare. 
Because I'm not willing to just preach on just anything and all of God's word is true and all of God's word is, is real, okay? But I want you to know that we really seek the Lord because through the phone calls and the prayer requests and things going on in our immediate body and what's going on in the world, I want God to speak to us directly so that we can apply it to our lives now. This is not something later on. I want us to be able to apply the truth of God's word to our hearts right now. So going back to that, we talked about the wanderers. And I said, well, Lord, how can we tie that in with that? And this is what he showed me. He says, you know what? There's people that we meet that are wanderers in, in a sense that they don't know God. They wander from thing to thing, place to place, maybe church to church. But you know what? You guys probably know some of them. It might be some of us. At times in my life, I'm going, man, what am I going to do next? Where, where am I going? You know what? So sometimes, you know what? There's, there's just people that are wandering because they don't know God. And let's go, let's be real about it. There's sometimes we wander when we do know God. But this is it today. I want you to understand, just like we said, hey man, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and, and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. In other words, just in case you forgot. Just in case you forgot, I'm going to bring a few of those things out to encourage you. Y'all feeling stronger already? Amen. Good deal. We're going to get ready. All right, so we know we have people that, that wander from place to place looking for that remedy. But the remedy is Jesus, amen? The remedy is Jesus. Sometimes we, we see folks that, that are in prison. Now, not so much the regular bars and the, and the cells, but that's true too. But a lot of times we're prisoners to sin because we refuse to turn from evil and come to the saving grace of God. I did not tell you how many folks that I talk to that are right up to the edge of receiving Christ. They believe that Jesus Christ died and they believe that he rose again. But to make him theirs, there's a sticking point. And sometimes they, 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 it's almost like this. I said, man, you know, the Bible tells us just, just believe. Trust him. He paid the price. And it's like you, you take the key of God's word and you give them the, the message of salvation. It unlocks the door and they're standing there and they won't step over. And that's where the faith comes in. They're still in prison to that. And one of the main things is, is, is that they have a problem receiving grace. We can do that. We can say, well, I'm not worthy. You're right, we're not. That's why it's grace. We can't earn it. We don't live up to it. Well, I, I, just, I just know you can fill in the blank with whatever it is. But that's about the grace of God. He paid the price to un, undo the cell, undo the shackles. And all we got to do is step out and trust him. Amen. Well, let's keep on going here. And this is just this is just the intro. So don't worry. I didn't, I didn't forget it on the notes. I'm just giving you the, you know, the, the little snack serve here. All right. So now what else do we have? We've got those that are distressed and overwhelmed by the situation, circumstances that are beyond their control. That never happens to anybody here. Right. Oh, my goodness, man. It can. It can. You know, the world gets going fast and the, it gets loud. And all of a sudden, man, you know, our Bible seems to be like tucked under there and all these things. And we're like, you know, we're going, listen to me. I talked to a friend the other day. This just popped in my mind. I said, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, all right. I said, don't really sound like it. And this is a, a, a good buddy of mine. Good Christian, man. You know, he tries to do right. He says, uh, man, I'm glad you just called. He says, I'm getting ready to go eat a whole lot of crow. I said, what? He said, I just lost my mind today on somebody. And, and I got to go apologize. So what did I say? I can't believe that. I go, wow. Well, you know what? You're doing the right thing. I said, well, God's going to bless you for that. And, and, and he says, the whole time I was arguing, I could hear the Holy Spirit go, 
you're going to have to say you're sorry. <laughs> you're going to have to come back. And, just, and he's just heaving it on. Don't you do that sometimes? It's just the insides here. And you're like, and, and part of you going, don't do it. And you're going, oh, it's too far now. It's too far now. And then afterwards, you feel terrible. You go, uh, you got a minute? I want to talk to you. But you know what? Those are real things that happen. And sometimes our emotions get the best of us. And see, that's the thing about a personal relationship with, with Jesus Christ. See, it's the deep-rooted joy that keeps us going. When it's, when it's all based on emotion and we, well, I didn't feel anything in the service today. Or I didn't do, well, what are you bringing? Are you bringing a receptive heart? Are you praying? Are you listening close to God? You know, because we're going to be preaching and teaching right out of the Word of God. But so many times we let emotions take over the deep-rooted joy in Jesus. And that's what I want you guys to remember, just in case you forgot God's on your side, amen? Well, one other thing I wanted to point out before we really get rolling are those that are storm-tossed and beaten down by the ways of the world. Wow. I think we all can identify with that. And you know what? But if you're coming out the other side and you see somebody going through, maybe you can give them a hand. Maybe it's an ear. Maybe it's just a, a word of encouragement. So today, this whole message is about encouraging the home team. It's about, let's get back in the game. I know that sometimes we're tossed and turned and sometimes we feel in prison and sometimes we're wandering and all these things. But today, what I want us to do is reflect back on the goodness of God, amen? So the remedy is Jesus, amen? He's the one who rescues and restores and, his, and it's all about his name and all he's done. So what I want to do is going to launch in, if you got your, your handouts with you, we're going to talk about we need to look to the promises of God, amen? We need to look to the promises of God. First thing I say here, when I was studying a little bit, remembering what God has done in the past is vital for living by faith in the future. It's vital. It's vital. Because if you've got this big thing coming, whatever it may be, that's standing in front of you, you better know who God is in your life. You better know who you are in Christ. I spend a lot of time, and the team spends a lot of time reminding us and reminding ourselves and, and, and going back across the word and, and feeding on that, who we are in Christ. But here's something else. Remembering what God has done in the past is vital. I want you guys to hear that for living by faith in the future. So guess what we need to do? Our Bible's got to be open. Our Bible's got to be open. Not just on one, all right? The one, you know, like I was talking about the other day, the real nice one got the big picture of Jesus on it, you know, and everything. And then nobody won't even let you set a coaster near it. You know, but they won't open it. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, well, that's great that we honor the word of God. But you know what? Really honor the word of God and open it up and read it and apply it. Amen. So we're going to want to look at this here. See, when we open the Bible, we see the condition of man, the sovereignty of God and the loving kindness of the Lord. It opens our hearts to the things of God. And that's what I wanted to talk about. And I mentioned it earlier. It's just as relevant and prevalent to us now than it was then. It's never lost its power. You see, I know you said that earlier. I'll say it again. It never lost its power. See, sometimes, you know, when I talk to folks, and especially young folks, they think that church or the Bible or God is something that's outdated. And see, that's why we try to reach them right there. We can't afford to lose a generation to Jesus, amen? We need to be talking to people about Jesus. We need to be passing on what we know and what God's done. You think about this. Let's just bring it over to regular terms in your job. You have somebody that's been... On a, on a job for 25 years, they've gained a little bit of wisdom and knowledge. And when they leave, all that corporate wisdom and knowledge is gone. If they don't pass it on, the next folks are scrambling. You know, our relationship and what God has taught us and our experiences that we've had with the Lord and the wisdom and grace that God's shown us, how would that impact your family, your neighbor, your people at work? Man, share that with folks. Share that with folks. But we can't do it if we don't have the Bible open. Amen? 
Next thing, we got to have a receptive heart. I talked about it a little bit ago when we come in. When we come in, I often wonder, how have we prepared our hearts before we get here? Now, we'll do a little tilling here. We'll do a little praising and everything else here. But do we prepare our hearts? You know, I wrote something on Facebook a few few days ago and, and people just said, man, that's pretty wild. You know, what you always see on Friday, people say, thank God it's Friday. Woo, thanks God it's Friday. I said, how many people go, thank God it's Friday, two more days till Sunday. I never heard anybody say that. You know, you don't see that. You don't see a restaurant with that on it, do you? Right? Oh, man. But you think about it. Man, just that two more days we get to go worship the Lord. And then I went one further. I said, but we don't have to wait till Sunday. Huh? Aren't you glad? You don't have to wait till Sunday. But you know what? When we do come together, we want to make the most of that opportunity. And so that's why we even slide on a Tuesday. That's a good place for commercial there, right? So anyway, but you know what we start to see? When we see and reflect upon the grace, wisdom, and mercy of God, it should draw us deeper in a relationship with Christ. We got to make it personal. It can't be your grandma's faith. It can't be the lady down the street's faith. It can't be, you know, your buddy at work's got, you know, he goes, he, he, he jams in a praise band. You know, it's got to be yours. We've got to grab hold of it. So here's my question. When we go through this and, and listen to the teachings and stuff, like that, how often do we apply the, the scriptures to our everyday life? I hope it's all the time. I, hope, I pray it's not just Sunday, Sundays, but every day that we are listening to the promptings of the Lord. Over and over. I want to tell you what. I, I cannot tell you the amount of time that God just gave me a little nudge. I said, okay. I'll jump in here real fast. This week, uh, I, I did some hospital visitation. Bam! That's not my favorite thing to do. Okay? And, I, and not that I mind going. It's that there's people hurting there. But then I said, God, if you want me to go, I'll go. I'm going. Right? And sometimes you go to people that you know, and sometimes you don't even know. And that's okay. Because once I'm there, I'm like, okay, it's kind of like the gym. You know? And don't get me wrong. I don't mind going. It's my heart. It, my heart. Just breaks a little bit. Y'all see what I'm saying? But I want to go anyway. I want to go. So, you know, if, if I get a call or whatever, if there's any way I can go, I'm going to go. Or one of the team's going to go and we're going to pray. And, and so um, I, had, I had this call and they said, hey, could you, could you stop by next time you're up there? Well, I'm not going up there, right? Because I don't have anything going, but I'm going to go anyway, right? I said, Lord, I'm going to step out and you're going to bless this. I know I don't go. So I want to go see two people, right? The guy they said was there, wasn't there. And the guy they said wasn't there, was there. So when they told me both of the things, I said, okay, I'm just going anyway because I know the Lord said you need to go, right? So what I do, get up on the right floor, boom, go up, take the wrong turn, and I'm going, gosh, I hope I'm not working into the emergency room because I got a little clergy badge. You can get into a lot of things like that, like a lot of trouble. And I'm going, and I'm going, I don't think I'm supposed to be back here. And I start walking, and this young lady grabs my arm and goes, hey. She goes, hey, Mr. Buddy. I go, Wow, I haven't seen you since you're a little girl. She gives me a big hug. I said, I'm looking for this particular number. She said, oh, come on. Got on the scene, right? <laughs> Leading the blind. I'm in the wrong place, man. I'm going down there. And so first guy I go by, he's not there. He's supposed to be there. I call him. He said, yeah, I'm at home. I said, you're doing good. He said, I'm doing better. I said, good. So then I go and, and I, I meet this other fella and I get to talk to him and share about a lot of different things. But see, it was that prompting. Now, as I'm talking to this fellow, I've never met him before, fine gentleman, very articulate, very, man, the guy's got a lot going on. And we're just talking, and he don't know me from anybody. And I love that, you know? And I told him what, where, where I'm from and this and that and everything. You know, we're just sitting there. And uh, so I'm just sitting back, got my jeans on, kicking back like this, got my Harley glasses on up here. But this guy's relating. 
You know, he's feeling, well, yeah. Okay. So we start talking and everything, and I'm getting ready to go. And, uh, you know, I'm bringing up a few points, and the guy's got some great points. And, and really, you know, I'm sitting there, Lord, what do you want me to say? See, when I'm getting ready to go, I call the team. I said, I'm going on this visitation. I want you guys to be praying. Grandmama, I'm going. I want you praying. Because I want to hear what God says. I don't want to just give them my best. I want to give them God's best. Check out God working this out. This ain't even in the notes, so just hang in there. It's a God thing. So get ready to go, and he's asking me some questions about this and that and everything else. And the Lord said, tell him about David. I mean, that's how he speaks to me. I just feel it right like in my heart, and it just kind of keeps building. I said, man, let me tell you a story. I just put it in an everyday story, you know, everyday language, you know. This guy did this, this guy did that, and he did this. He had, you know, this man killed and all this, and the guy's going, yeah, yeah. He's right on the edge. And then, uh, and I said, man, if God can forgive him, can't he forgive me and you? And I was getting ready to say something else. And, and the Lord just said, stop. Man, that's hard for me. Y'all know that. I mean, I'm, that's what I felt like. And man, you talk about some awkward science. Uh, science. Man, it's just like, do, 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 do. And I wanted to say something, the Lord said, stop. And as I was there, the, the, the young fellow was, and finally I said, what you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? He said, I can't believe you used that story to end with. See, that story, I still don't know the fullness of it, but that story connected with that man. And let me tell you, the walls came down. And I said, man, See, that's better than what I could ever bring. I could have kept on going and everything else. Well, said, stop. And God worked in that situation, okay? So I said, hey, I'm going to pray for you before I leave and everything. And I said, man, I, I, would you like me to come back and see you? He goes, yeah, man, I'd love for you to come back and see me. I said, sounds good. I'd like to come back to you. Now, why did I get into all this stuff? Because sometimes we got to be listening. We got to have a receptive heart. If I just go bulldogging there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go here, here you go, and all this, I'm going to miss God. And I don't want to miss God. Because you know what? We want to be a carrier of the word of God, and we want to be the fingerprints of God. So guess what? As always, who got blessed? I pray he did, but I know I did, right? I pray he did, but I know he did. Because God, when we go for the right reasons and the right motives, and we, we, we're trying to be obedient to God, and we're listening to things of God, God will work with that. He'll work with that. So I'll just tell you, listen to the voice of God. Listen to the word of God. Have a receptive heart. Amen? All right. Now what else? When we're looking at God's promises, our faith must be engaged. We got to believe. We got to trust. We got to hold on to that, man. So many times we go, well, maybe he will, maybe he won't. That's not faith. Right? We need to hold on and say, well, that's what God says. We need to hold on to that. Amen? So we need to have that urgency about that. Now, I put this in here. And I think we all know this, but sometimes we just need to remember, amen? Christ is our, is our vital connection for life. He's our connection. We need Jesus, and that's what I'm talking about here. We got to, to be connected to the Lord. And we do that through prayer, of course, a personal relationship with the Lord, and then prayer, reading his word, you know, accountability, and all these things. But we need to meet and come together. And, you know, I, I think more about that as we go. Let me see what we got on this one. There's so many times that we just need to remember this. That we're redeemed, that we're forgiven, and that we're adopted, and that we're loved. We need to remember that, you know? 
I, I heard a guy say one time that, you know, uh, he got married, he told his wife he loved her, and he said, did, did you tell her anymore? And he said, well, no, I told her then, nothing changed. If something changed, I'll let her know. That's not a good plan. That's not a good plan at all. See, you need to hear that. I need to hear that. Sometimes I call Denise, I say, I thought I'd just call so you could tell me how much you love me. See, she thinks it's other, she said, what? I said, I'll tell you all the time. You want to tell me? She said, I love you. I said, okay. I just check it. Just check it. You know? And, and, and sometimes just even playing and things like that, just having that relationship that go back and forth, you know, it's a good reminder because we can get so tied up in things. But you know what? We need to know and we need to remember that we are redeemed, forgiven, adopted, and loved. Because if we understand that and we let that soak in our spirit, but the way we treat people is going to change. But see, here's the thing. So many people don't know that. So many people don't know that. We see, I can't believe they responded that way. Well, they might not know Jesus. So if they don't, they're not going to have him in them saying, stop, turn, you know? And even when we do, we can turn the volume up on our own selfishness, but I want to tell you what, we're going to be so much better off when we're listening to what God said, let me remind you, talking to me first, like I always said, because it applies for everybody. That's what I love about God's word. It, it fits everybody, no matter age, where you're at or anything. So when we look at this, we need to grasp our true identity in Christ. Amen? So let's roll on. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Got a lot of good stuff in here, y'all. Man, I'm telling you, it looks like you guys getting loose over here. Y'all be ready. All right? Well, when I put this together, I thought, well, you know, we need to grasp our identity in faith. And I went back through some things that we talk about from time to time, and I wanted to just read these off. A little comparison, okay? So when we look at the world's view and God's view, what does the world say? The world sees your failures. You don't believe that? Ask the guy that's at work. They'll be glad to point it out. They really will. All right? God always sees our potential. The world sees your weakness, but look at this. God provides your strength. See, when we're feeding on the word of God, God's strengthening us for what's coming down the pipe, right? I love that. The world says you're worthless. I want you to hear what God says, right? God says you're worth it all. He says you're worth it all. The world wants to control you, but God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free from, from the bondage and the sin, right? The world hates. I take this with you. God loves. See, that's what I look at. We need to know that we're accepted, that God is a provider for his children. He's made a way so that we can spend eternity with him. And he wants to work in our life now. And I, I love this because when I'm talking about a God that rescues, man, we talk about those different things in our life where we're just overdone, wandering, and the prisoner and all those things we talk about. But God rescues us out. But so many times, have you ever tried to help somebody and they give you this? It's, it's pretty amazing because I, I tell you, um, Jesse was sick yesterday and he's feeling better, praise God. But we took him to the doctor and, and he's one of those guys when he doesn't feel good, he don't want you to touch him. So I'm like, how you doing? He goes, I'm all right. He doesn't mean anything, he just doesn't feel good. But you know, sometimes don't we get like that? When things get going, we get that problem. Ah, you wouldn't understand. We do this to stiff arm everybody around and finally people go, hey, hey. But you know what? If we keep that receptive heart, if we keep that view of being redeemed, right? We keep that view of God's love and understand that, you know what? He set us free and he loves us. Guess what? Things are going to change because there's people that love you that are coming alongside and they want to help you. Makes me think of the thing that I spoke with that guy uh, in the hospital the other day. He says, you know, I got a lot of people praying for me. I said, that's, that's awesome. And he asked me this question. He says, I think that's great. And he says, um, you know, 
everybody praying. What's the difference everybody praying and just me praying? And I thought about that. I said, because he hears all our prayers, right? When we're a child of God. I said, that's a great question. I said, but this, I'm, I'm praying. I said, Lord, what do you want to tell him? And that's what the Lord gave me. There's sometimes I don't know what I can do to help you. There's nothing that I can do to fix you or help you or whatever the case is. But I can pray. And I can stand in the gap, right? And I can petition God on your behalf. And I said, guess what I've been finding out? As I do that, not only is God working in your situation, God's working on me. He goes, I never thought about that. I said, I'm not going to say me either. But to, you know, I'm just being honest. And that's what God showed me. He says, you know what? When people are praying, I'm working on them too. Man, it's a win-win with Jesus. It's a win-win with Jesus. All right? Everybody doing good. You grasp your identity, right? If y'all want, I'll email that to you. So you look at it from time to time. I know I ought to have it on my screensaver. Amen? Well, all right, so now we're going to go a little bit deeper. Our true identity, right? I'm just telling you what the world says and what God says, but I want you to grab a hold of this, and I'm going to read these off, right? Our true identity is found where? In Christ. True freedom is found in his forgiveness. Man, forgiveness is a big, big deal, amen? Take a look at this. True rest is found at his feet. How many love peace? Sometimes it's tough, man, when you got things going on and we're restless and things like that, but we find rest at the feet of the Father. True strength is found in faith of Jesus. True love is found in the Father. We've got just a couple of more here on the time together. True power is given through the Holy Spirit. And true blessing is found in a personal relationship with Christ. He said, well, that's a lot to take in, but I want you guys to hear some of this. When, when we understand that vital way of a personal relationship with Christ. When we understand that that's our identification, things change. I want to share this with you. I'm going to, I put this here in my notes. Read this. When I do that, I mean I want to make sure you understand exactly what I said. What happened to you through Jesus is greater than any other thing that's happened to you in your life. Now, now I'm going to tell you, that's, that's heavy duty right there. I'm going to say it again. What happened to you and me through Jesus is greater than anything that has ever happened to you in your life. You see, when, 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 what God has done for you is the re, when that, we get a hold of that, the reality of that rescue and that redemption comes alive. And that's what we need. When we go out of here, we need to understand that. We need to understand who it is. So what happens is it swallows up your past, right? It, it, it breaks down the walls of your old sinful nature and gives you the identity of Christ. See, a lot of times we, we listen to it and we listen to it and then when we get out there, it's almost like it just leaks out. That's why we come back on Tuesdays. That's why we, we want you to read the word every day. And, and, and I want to get you to the point where, you, where you're feeding on this yourself. Feeding on it yourself. Reading the word yourself. Taking it in yourself. I mean, we're not going to, you know, come along and get together. But you know what? This is just a booster shot. I want you to get, this, this is just a little, you know, the, 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 the Sunday dinner. But you got to eat Monday through Saturday, right? I know I ain't going to miss anything if I can help it. But why would I, why would I stop feeding on the things of God? And what it does, when we start looking at how our past is swallowed up. See, so many people let that past drive their future for We can. We really can. And it's hard to break it loose. And guess what? You can't break it loose by yourself a lot of times. You need Jesus coming in and say, chisel it off. Say, you're a new creature in Christ. And when those old things come in, say, I'm a new creature in Christ. I'm going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep on rolling. I'm going to keep speaking the word. I'm going to keep speaking the promises of God. And here's something else I saw uh, so much this week. It's crazy. I had it in the nose, but I'm going to pull it in now. We let people drive too much. 
And what do you mean by that? We give people too much access into our life so many times. For example, at work. We're sitting at a table. We had this big plan. We're working on some stuff. And my boss says, hey, I need to do this, 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 and this, and this. So, okay. So he said, I'll get back with you all in a minute. So he walks off. Another guy comes in and goes, hey, how you doing? And my boss kept going like this. So when the guy gets up here, he goes, man, I can't believe that guy wouldn't even talk to me. I'm listening. And I'm going, I see all this unfold, right? And, and then he's fussing. And he's getting upset. And then I said, bro. I said, he was working on something. That's not his regular character. I said, why would you let that set the pace of your day? And he goes, I'm not letting it set my pace. I go, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. I go, all right, just checking. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you see that unfold, sometimes you're looking back and go, man, I don't want to do that. I have done that. But guess what? The rest of my day, man, I got to look like this. I go, hey, I'm just lying. You know? But why do we let them have so much access to our life? You know? I will say this about my big, my big boy Tom. He's like, I don't care. <laughs> Tom said, you know what? If they want to be like that, I want to do this. He let stuff roll off, man. That's good. We need to have that silver stone built in on our spirit. Just, like, Just slide off like an old egg. Go on down with it, right? You won't find that anywhere else, right? Well, look at this. True identity. What else do I want you guys to take away with this? I want you guys to hear this. You've been stamped with the Holy Spirit. Your heavenly birth certificate reads redeemed, restored, forgiven for eternity. Sound about Jesus. You ever thought about that? If you could see your spiritual birth certificate, mine, signed and read, Jesus. Wow, man, that's something. That's better than the thumbprint and the footprint and all these little baby things and all this and they spell your name wrong and you got the birthday wrong and your weight wrong and all that. But Jesus says, mine. I want you guys to take that with you in your true identity. But we need to go from there and follow in faith. Amen? We'll pick up some speed here. Now, you guys know I always love to give us word anchors. I call them word anchors. Well, it's a word anchor, buddy. I like to tie it back in so you've got the scripture to take it with you. Nail it into your spirit, okay? Let's take a look at this, all right? We're following faith. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. But nowadays, we want to see everything. You know, I've talked to people before. Well, I, you know, uh, I've said this many times, but I think it's worth repeating. You know, you're sharing or witnessing to somebody and they go, well, I just don't believe that. I don't know if I believe that or all that. I said, well, you know, what are you saying? If you can't see it, you don't believe it? They go, yeah. And I love this. I go, what color is air? And they go, what? I said, well, what does air look like? See, they see the effects of wind and they see effects of air, but they can't really see it, can they? Right? We see effects of things of God, Right? I said, so it's the same thing, right? And you know, uh, 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 uh. man, that lips going all over here. I was like, I, said, I was just asking. I was just asking. So you're not sure what you believe, right? They go, well, I, I, I said, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and this is the last time I'm going to get sidetracked, but, but it's something. I know y'all want to deal with some of this here. You know what? They said, I don't even know if, if there is a God. I said, really? I don't have that much faith. It takes more faith to believe that there's not God than it does to believe that there is God. Look around. And the guy said, well, I ain't never looked at it that way. Said, just look. Just look. Lord, open their eyes. But so many times, I, really, I don't have enough faith not to believe in God, if y'all know what I'm saying. And he says, all you got to do is have a, a mustard seed of faith. All you got to do is say, I do, I trust you. Okay, I trust you. Because I'm looking around and I'm listening and I'm seeing what God's doing and I'm, I'm hearing what God's done in other people's life and I'm seeing what God's doing in my life and I'm going, I'm going with him. I'm going with him. I pray today that you're going with him. So guess what? We walk by faith, not by sight. 
What else do we got here? 2 Corinthians 4.18. Write your notes down now, guys, so you can go back and have them anchored. It says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I'm in it for the long haul. See, you know, it's something you talk to people, they say, well, what do you do about this? I said, man, I'm investing in eternal dividends. You know, I hope my Vanguard account does okay, but I really, you know, whatever. <laughs> I have no control of that. You know, but I know if I put my best foot forward and I know that I'm listening to the Lord and I know that only saved by grace that God has made a way. So I'm looking at things that, you know what, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is for eternal. That's eternal dividends. Amen. That's what I want to invest in. The things of the Lord. Right. And you go, you know, I had to put my favorite verse in there. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. You got to trust. You gotta believe. Hey Amen. I just heard a little bit of thunder. Come on. That's right. You work. Is that some more? All right. Oh man. But you know what? This is something else. You know, we can have fun and we can have joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we come in here, we are serious about the Word of God. But we're not here to beat somebody up. We're here to love somebody to Jesus. We're here to encourage people, just in case you forgot. Amen. We'll tie that back in. So with these word anchors, we have to trust God. We have to believe God. And if you really think about it, there are times when we have more faith in our car starting than we do in Christ. You know, you get out there and you're like, you're just shocked when your car don't start. Now, you definitely didn't own some of the cars that I had because it was a blessing when they did start. But, you know, as time goes on, you get out there and you go, I can't believe it. You're calling work. You know, my car didn't start. It's man-made. What do you think's going to happen? You know, it'll let you down. But you know what? When, when things don't go on the timetable with us, yeah, I guess God didn't hear me. I guess that's, I guess he's heaping this on me because, you know, I was late for church one Sunday in 1962 or something crazy like that. Well, that's just telling me, you know what? That you don't know the goodness of God. And God wants you to know the goodness of God. So I want you guys to, to know that he is in it for us, with us, right? So I say, Lord, help us in our unbelief. Help us in our unbelief. You know, so that's the thing that helps me just continue to walk and go and do is this remembering the cost, remembering the cost. See, if somebody paid a big price to release you from jail, you think, man, I got much really care about me. Well, that's what God, God gave his son to release you from sin. Amen. Let's keep rolling here. Remember the cost. I'm going to pick up some speed here because we've got a few things I want to share with you guys. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We need to remember what it costs to save us. When we reflect on the price that God gave for us, it starts showing us our worth. We need to look at it through his perspective. So that's what helps me when I'm going, man, this doesn't seem to be going right. Man, what am I doing? What's going on here? I have to remember what it costs God. I have to remember that Jesus is the only way to heaven. I love that he's the only way to heaven. I say this every week because if there's another way, I'd probably mess it up. But there's only one way, so I know I got to go with Jesus. That's good. That's good odds, right? Call on Jesus. You will be saved. I like it. All right. Remember his, his sacrifice was perfect. So many times we want to add to it, don't we? We say, well, you know, I know God did this, but I guess I'll have to live up to it. People roll it up the sleeve. Yeah, I got saved down at the church down there, but I, bless God, I guess I'm just going to have to live up to it. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? If you can live up to it, then you didn't have to come on the cross. You know what? But you can walk in it. You can walk in it through, through what God has done for us. I love this here. Remember that we are under the new covenant. Jesus said, I come to fulfill the law, right? So now we're under the new covenant, which is grace. I want you guys to hear that. We're in the day of grace, amen? 
and remember our commitment to serve. You know, when we start thinking about the cost and what it costs Jesus to, to, to purge our sins, we need to be plugging into that. We need to check our hearts and commit to Christ. That's what I want us to hear today. Remember that we have a commitment to Christ. We were bought and purchased, right? And don't forget this. Remember, he is faithful, you are loved, and you are forgiven. We want to reflect his favor. We want to reflect what God has been doing in our lives. So I'm going to get ready to bring this portion right on home here. Just in case you forgot, this is where it all starts right here. Every morning before I get out of bed, I pray, I pray, I pray. and say, Lord, give me something encouragement to write, you know, and throw it on the internet just to encourage people. And if my punctuation is bad, love me through it because it's early. All right? But uh, this should be right because I got Denise to fix it. And I read this. It says, just in case we need a reminder. Can you all see that? God says, you're amazing. Just in case we think no one understands, God says, he does. Just in case you think your sin is too great, God says, look to the cross. You're forgiven. Just in case you're feeling down, God says, he'll lift you up. Sometimes it's good to be reminded of his love for us. Each heartbeat is a wonderful reminder of his gift of life. Live today with purpose and peace. And that's what God gave me while I still had sheet marks on my body, right? He'll work in your life no matter where you're at, okay? I want you guys to hear that. But just in case you forgot, I just wanted to tell you, live today with purpose and peace. The next thing I want to talk about, and we're going to share in communion today, and I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to ask you this, right? I want to ask you, just in case you forgot, do you know how much God loves you? Just in case you forgot, do you know what it costs to purge our sins, right? I want you guys to listen to that. And then I'm going to ask you a question that I ask every week. If you died tonight, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? You say, buddy, you ask us every week. Well, I will make sure that you know, Right? How many times do you hear something over and over and over? How many times you work a math problem or something? You go, oh, now I got it. How many times you've been sitting in church? I've had people sit in church for 30 years and they come in and they go, wow, man, God loves me. I go, yeah. It connected. It clicked. It don't matter when it does. Sooner is better. And I pray today is the day. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you, right? Father, we thank you for what you're doing, Lord. And I know that, uh, you know, I'm pulling a lot of different things that you showed me along the way. And uh, Lord, I pray that you just take what I said today and make it so much more than I could ever do. And Lord, I pray each one here will never forget the love of Christ and never forget the sacrifice that you paid for each one of us. So I'm going to ask right now, if there's someone here that's not sure 100% that they're going to heaven, just look up here. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to come where you're at and they're going to anything else. I want you to know this. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, Believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved. We put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Amen. So if that's you today, you just say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Help me to walk this out. I'm trusting you that you pay the, the, the penalty for my sin, Lord, and that I've been set free. Now, that's a good, good, good feeling. But it's so much more than a feeling. It's a reality, right? So I want you to have the deep-rooted joy of Jesus in your life. You say, well, buddy, I've had a rough week and, and this is going on and that's going on and I missed the mark and everything else just so I could talk to my buddy and that I do sometime and everything else. I said, let's get back in the game. Lord, forgive us for us missing the mark and strengthen us this day. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, I want to ask you guys to, to, to look up here and I want to talk to you for just a minute. We like to share in the Lord's Supper, all right? Communion, all right? I want to talk about that just a little bit. And we have open communion here, which means 
If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you are welcome. Amen. That's, that's what it's about because the Bible says you need to discern the body of Christ. It says you need to think about it. We need, before we take, take the bread and, and the juice, that we think about it and say, Lord, I, I know what this costs. Forgive me and, and I want a fresh start. We're looking at the death, burial, resurrection and what he's did. And what we're doing is by, by, by sharing this together, it reminds us of the sacrifice that Jesus laid down his life. I want to make sure you all understand. It reminds us of the truth of the promise that he's going to return. So it's very important. So I want to just take a few minutes and, and just think about it. But it's a celebration that we look forward to with a grateful heart. Because every time we do this, we think, man, it's not going to be long until he's coming back. It's not going to be long until he's coming back. So I'm going to ask the ushers that I talked to a little earlier to come up here. And um, we're going to go ahead and pray over this. And then we're going to share this together. Amen. Good, good, good. Everybody doing good? Amen. Now, before we do this, I have a couple of things here. Why do we do what we do? We do this to remember what he's done for us, to rejoice and worship. And we, we do this when we just turn from our sins and say, Lord, I'm going to get a fresh start today. And I'm going to receive you. Amen. And to reconcile. Put things back together. Maybe we missed the mark a little bit, but ultimately it is to remember. It's already been paid for. It's already been done. Amen. But you know what? When we're thinking about the things that go on in our life, you know what? Sometimes I just need to go, Lord, I need some help in this area. And so this is a time for us to reflect on what God's done, what's going on in our life, and celebrate what Jesus did. Amen? So with that being said, I want to read a little bit here. It's 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. And it says, For I received from the Lord, for, for I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. And when he gave it, he had given thanks so that he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, The cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'm going to ask Mike to just uh, take this, and we're just going to pray before we pass this out. Now, I'm going to give you all a little heads up. It's, it's all together. Right, and so we usually do what I'd ask you to do is just flip that off and take the bread and just hold it, and we'll take that together. And then you can rip the other part of the top off, and we'll, and we'll do that as well. Because sometimes we're out here we're wrestling and everything else. And uh, so you know what? This is is us remembering what Christ did. This is us celebrating what Christ has done for us. So I'm gonna ask Mike to, to just pray over that, and then we're gonna pass the. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your grace and for your forgiveness. We thank you, Father, that you loved us so much that you sent your only Son as the perfect sacrifice. He willingly gave his life as a payment for Christ for our sins. We thank you, Father, for this time of communion when we are reminded and we remember, Father, the life, the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of our Savior. We love you, Father, and we thank you in the name of your Son and our Savior.
just like we read earlier, I just want to share that. I'd like you to take, take the bread and, and just, I want you to reflect for just a minute of what God has done for you and what this means. And this is symbolic of what Jesus did. That he was beaten, he was bruised, and he poured out his blood for us. But we serve a risen Savior. So as we just hold the bread, I ask you to just take a minute and reflect. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and take that together now. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. And as we do this, we think about the life that was poured out for each one of us. And I ask you to just reflect on what that means. And I ask you to think about the goodness of God. And let's take that together now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, that's a great time to reflect on the goodness of God and what he's done. So many times, folks don't realize about that. But it's a reminder. It's an opportunity. And what does he say on the last part of there? But whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So you know what? Just in case you forgot, he's coming back. Just in case you forgot, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you are forgiven all sin as far as the east is from the west. He says he separates them. Right? Throws them in a sea of forgiveness. So I pray today, as we take this time of communion, we take this time of remembering, that you know what you leave here and you say, you know what? Today's a good day. God is good. God is for us. God is with us. Amen? I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to send you out with a song. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen? Amen, amen. Now I heard some good singing earlier. I know we still got some more left in us, right? Good, good, good. Nothing like a little family time with the Lord, is it?